Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is episode number 12, and today we sit down with Garrett Fear. What's Garrett Fear's actual name? Garrett Fear. Fear is his last name? Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's his real name. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, today we sit down with <laughs> Garrett Fear. What's his, what's his, uh, his Latin name? That you Garrett get? Miedo. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Oak, and we have Alex Duesler and Hayden Bow sitting in the conversation with us. Today, the entire episode pretty much is lifting gossip. Instead of having a lifting gossip, uh, or sorry, a fitness gossip uh, section at the end, the entire podcast is pretty much that. Yeah, this is a fun one. This is a really fun one. So we if, talk we talk in depth about powerlifting, about how to improve the state of powerlifting, the state of powerlifting, and how we can improve bringing in more spectators, the quality of the meets and the standards, standards for breaking world records. Whether it's an honorary thing from the people breaking the records, is it their responsibility or is it their responsibility as a community as a whole? Uh, their individual training and philosophies, and a lot more. Dexter just peed out there, and he wasn't supposed to. That's okay. Keep it going. But anyway, uh, this episode is brought to you by Ghost Strong Equipment, the strongest equipment that you will ever have. They can pretty much make anything that you want, that you dream of, and customize it with your colors, with your logo, and with anything else that you may want. They're the best. Hit them up on uh, Instagram at Ghost Strong Equipment. Without any further ado, please enjoy our podcast. Okay, shut up. <laughs> I feel like yeah, it needs it needs a beat drop there. Don't you think? Just wait for me to say it. And bigger build, bigger drop. <laughs> you know? Bigger build, right? Bigger build, bigger drop. Mm -hmm. It's so getting that, there though. That's, that's, that's yeah. V3, right? Version three. Yeah, we're 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 constantly improving. Constantly. Always, always yeah. evolving. Trying to craft. Never settle, you know what I'm saying? Don't give up. One hundred. <laughs> Stay high. What do you say, Kev? Yeah. I know, dude. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I expected? <laughs> All well, right. So what we got? What we friends. got, Cohen? Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. I'm improving my podcast voice, too. Mm -hmm. Well, also, Caesar's doing it's a little bit of that on the back therapeutic. end. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So today is episode number 12 yep. of Hybrid Unlimited. And today we have two people on the podcast. We have Garrett Miedo. <laughs> Garrett what? Miedo. That's fear in Spanish? Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Well, you're in Miami. You need a Miami name? Uh, Cisco Gustavo. G <laughs> Miedo. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take I it. Like that. I like that. And Kevin Oak. What up? How are you guys doing? I'm Chill. all right. Good. Yeah. When did you guys enjoying, get in? Enjoying huh? the weather. When did you get in, Oak? Uh, two days ago. Wednesday. Oh, you've been chilling. Yeah. Nice. You didn't say hi. Didn't, didn't come say hi. You know? Since when have you been here? <laughs> two Wednesday. days. Wednesday. That's fine. I'm here till Tuesday. <laughs> I accept it. I might actually stay. I don't know. Well, yeah. New York kind of sucks. And I'm not leaving. You don't know. You know what they say. Hey, that's what happens, man. People come down here to visit us and then they end up staying. The yep. South is the New West. Mm, yeah. I like that. I haven't heard that, but that, I like that. Yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. It's because I just came up with it. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. It's catchy. That might catch. Even coming here, like, and seeing the city from the plane. Like, going out to California anytime. And, or even, like, New York. It's like, oh, like, so many lights. But, like, is that fog? 
Like, what is that in the sky? Come out here is clear as as, as clear. Yeah, it's really, really bright. It yeah, even brighter. today we're supposed to be cloudy and it's still sunny. I came in last night. They don't call it the sunshine. Well, then when you texted me that, I went and looked at the thermostat. It was 66 last night. For us, that is chilly. I was outside. I love that. I love that. I throw a sweater on. You get you get to go outside. You're still cozy. I'm in a tank top. I was in short shorts and naked on my balcony. Borderline naked. I know, dude. This I've been here four years now, and I've just it softened me so much. I used to go out like flip flops in the snow. You know, like just not giving a shit. Wouldn't even wear a jacket. Now it's like it's a little ch- like even going back to Toronto for like a week. I'm I can't do it. Being full blown like Midwest, like I mean, so Toronto's probably similar. You know how it is. Like if if it hits forty degrees outside, like you're seeing shorts again. <laughs> yeah. like if it's after winter and like there's any sunlight, like you're seeing shorts uh, again. And you have the you have like winter deniers, guys who just wear shorts all year round. That is my best yeah. friend. My uncle's one of those. My best friend. He, he my uncle showed up to a wedding in shorts. But you're you're kind of like that, that too. That, that, no, Ian is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Ian? I can completely Ian. see that. <laughs> Daniel. Why? He shoot. He showed up to my engagement party oh, in yeah, shorts yeah. and Wait, he was wearing like shorts dockers or something. And his ex was wearing a crop top and booty shorts and shit. Oh, my family to there. your engagement party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's my wedding. Yeah. Well, he did show up in like a three size, three XL oversized like <laughs> shirt that didn't fit him that he bought the day before, like unbuttoned down. He to looked here. like a pirate. That's, no, no, that's he, like, he did. That's exactly that like some pirate shirt. That you better get your shirt tailored. That's the yeah, the dude. Classic. I, I tried to hook it up with my tailor. Like I, I, you know, I got like a sick tailored suit. And I'm like, dude, go get a shirt or something. I don't have to get look, shirts look tailored ridiculous. for my neck. Thankfully, he has a nice lady in his life now that's making him look less like shit. You know, so <laughs> he's a bro. You can tell. It's promising. It's promising. It's good. He has good guidance now, though. So, what the hell brings you guys to Miami, huh? Just hanging out, not lifting or same, anything. Same, <laughs> same, same. Cool, cool. And you? I'm, I'm here for you guys, man. I'm here for a good time. Hell yeah! Power lifting needs some shit. Lifting some heavy weights. Unfortunately, what I prefer to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, for anyone who doesn't know who Garrett Fear is, how can we summarize Garrett in like an elevator pitch? Fuck. Like in one. <laughs> You're the the lifting standards police, <laughs> definitely of of the power. Have you listened community. to our podcast? You know, we've actually talked about you so many times in the podcast. I uh, sent them the last one. We talked about the last his, one. His beef. I started to try starting at the beginning, and then I got really interested in the episode you guys had. I don't remember who it was with. I start. I got like five minutes through it before I had had to fucking do something else. Episode about like gene editing. And oh, testing. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. super stoked Same to listen to that, but I haven't even got to get to it yet. Yeah, we, we mentioned you a couple of them because usually at the end of the, the podcast, we always do like a lifting gossip segment. We've talked about you and uh, who's that? What's the kid? The e- fucking Evan. vegan. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck that. Evan. Shit. Evan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that kid's annoying. So what, what's the story there? Because we tried, do we cover it accurately? Wait, you haven't uh, no, but even hold on. explained we were still who summarizing Garrett, who him is okay. Garrett. Oh, now we're lifting police. Lifting police. He is. Uh, Kevin, okay, to be fucking fair, Oak is that too. Like you're that, the lifting that, police? And, and not and really. It's, you're a, a standard. <laughs> no one is out. I'll say one, I'll say one thing like every three years. Yeah, but it's all in a, it's in a <laughs> 16 you have minute. Some, you have some quality call-outs, though. It's in a 16-minute yeah. YouTube video that you have to fucking invest into. Me, you just go to my page. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, lifting police. But you're all, you're all, you're like, a, you're like kind of a big shit talker. He's, he's but young. One, young. Ex-drug addict. Big fan of nosebleeds. Loud mouth. Uh, loud, loud mouth. mouth. I, I, I actually always tell people about this moment at Bob when I'm in the, I was in the area where the lifters were waiting to 
lift. Are you talking about me? We were all talking. <laughs> oh, we I love fucking talking. <laughs> I, don't I think I've told that story on the podcast. Well, you're, you're talking a story oh my where gosh, like, somebody on. was lifting. I said their fucking depth sucked or no, something. No, no, no. The guy who bailed the bar multiple times. Oh, yeah. His first attempt, yeah. he dumps it. Second attempt, he dumps it. And you're like, that guy's a fucking an idiot. You better not <laughs> do it again. And the guy is right next to you. I'm like, Jared, he's right there. You're like, I don't care. I'm giving a fuck. He's dumping the bar. No, no, no. The moment I'm talking about is when I'm talking to all you guys, talking to you, Ian, Marcus. I was other guys rapping Marcus. Was during Marcus's <laughs> flight. The flight got really long. Remember that? The flight just uh-huh. out of nowhere yeah, took forty really minutes. Really long. And uh, Steffi, like, wasn't in the conversation. Wasn't standing near us. Just like walks up, and we happen to be talking about some fucking stupid internet beef I have at the time. <laughs> Probably that uh, Matt Mitchell. And oh, uh, dude, Steph- that's you DM me one. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, never mind, brother. This is a safe zone. Oh god, we just like never had a conversation. Borderline starstruck. She walks up. She just walks up and she goes, "You tend to get yourself in trouble online." And I was like, (laughs) "She's a big fucking cheesy ass smile on her face." And I'm like, "I'm like, uh, yeah." Like, she, she, I was like, "Like, I guess that happens." She goes, "You're very outspoken." I was like. I mean, I just like I'm not afraid to say the shit nobody else will say that everyone's thinking. And she just like smiles, cocks her fucking head and goes outspoken. <laughs> I literally I repeat that fucking story all the time. Like, that is so me. Too. That is so me. Well, and then the, the Matt Mitchell guy, that was one of my favorite things that you did for a while. Always con- calling him out, and then you like forced him to do an actual non and, and then he bombed, and then he the bombed so roof. hard, right? Bombed, dude, it was like 70 keys lower than his like number two all-time best squat or whatever. Right. And like the one time he even got it to the hole, he just got bent over and fucked. Right. It was crazy. Right. What's your story with him? Well, it has to do with that meet because I did that meet too. Because we're 242. After, yeah, but, but I, was he was in, I was in sleeves. Right. I mean, I still out-squatted him, but whatever. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we both did. I don't know what I posted. I posted like a squat. I think it was a, it might have been like a picture like in the hole or something. And I said something about like depth or something. It wasn't even like a call out or something. It was just like, like, Oh, like deep or like hanging out at depth or some shit like that. Right. So he like, someone tagged him and then him and his boy start going back and forth from the post. Like, Oh, he should have said my name if he was calling me out. I'm just like, I'm not fucking calling you out. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't give a shit. What one, fucking, one fucking 22 with some followers calls you out. And now you think it's all about you? Yeah. So he starts fucking DMing me like you could have just called me out. I was like, well, one, I wasn't talking about you. But since you messaged me, I'm like, your squats do fucking suck. <laughs> like, like your squats do suck. They are terrible. And you did bomb out, basically. And he's just like, oh, you could have said it to me like a man. I was like, I wasn't talking to I you. Wasn't I'm, I'm telling you to you like a man right now. That's why I'm saying to you now because you asked me, motherfucker. Like, oh, you just like kept trying to like go on with it, and I just exited the combo. I'm like, I'm not going back and forth. You do. Like, yeah, tri- tribute was weird with that dude there. Like he beforehand, like was talking about kicking my ass, beat my ass. Like when he sees me, this when he sees me that. Like I'm in, I'm weighing in like the morning before, and like he walks in the, the weighing room and just like literally turns into the wall. And just faces the wall <laughs> the whole time. Oh, yeah. At some point, I think his friend brought up, like, oh, like, he's a veteran or something. And I was just like, you can still be a fucking douchebag. I'm like, I don't see the relation. Like, what do you, what? Right. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, all right. Like, well, on the, you, on the subject but- of that, you guys both are, you know, 
proponents of competing in federations that have good standards and good depth. And what do you think about like the state of powerlifting right now? Do you think that it's headed in the right direction or do you think it's headed in the opposite direction where standards are getting lower and lower and lower? Are they improving? Is it from a meet to meet thing? Is it from a federation to federation thing? What do you guys think about that? Oh, me. Um, it's hard to say, right? Because I guess what you have is the people who are most visible are the people at the, that are doing the best and hitting the biggest numbers. So it can seem as though that's everyone, I guess you could say. But because I feel like most people compete in USAPL, which is very strict. Then after that, there's USPA, which also is very strict. But then you have your big like invite style meets where there's a few lifters going after records who maybe like maybe their squats aren't as good or whatever at those few meets. So it'll make it seem like the sport as a whole is bad, but really it's just like maybe in those few meets, like taking judging advantage of the standard of that meet. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah it's, it's, it's tough. Cause I feel like USPA and USAPL, they hold very strict standards. And then anywhere outside of those two federations, it's a hundred percent up to the standards that a meet director wants to enforce basically. Right. But I'll also object. Cause I feel like the standards that we're seeing in those two federations we're also like what Oak said, like we're comparing it to just the best people. We're kind of only right. looking at them. And usually those best people are competing at bigger meets under those federations, right? Sure. When I go to a USAPL meet here in Florida, I had a bunch of my athletes compete. And I was shocked that my athletes were getting like white lights. They should be getting that's, reds. Like, that's what is, what, and USAPL is supposed to be the gold standard, right? Same with USPA. When I was active in USPA in Florida, then uh, the, the state chair was just trying to grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it. Have three platform meets, four platform meets, because all he cared about was money, dollar signs, money, dollar signs. He was trying to get as many judges as he can. He doesn't care who they are. Yeah, there, so the, there was a fat chick who weighed 300 pounds who can't even squat a barbell. But he's like, oh, you like the sport? Come be a judge. Come take the judges test. You yeah, know so, what I mean? And there, literally anyone can become a judge to an extent. Extent, you know, and then you have so many people, so many numbers like that. And I saw so many inconsistencies in that level. The difference is like for a while there, I feel like a lot of like the, the tribute, the US Open a couple years ago, it was all high level judges who'd been in the sport, been around for a while. Same with with IPF or well, USAPL, nationals. There are also the judges other. who hadn't competed in fucking 20 years. That I agree with that too. Yeah. yeah. Like that's where like the 18 open is such an awesome example of like, okay, let's overcorrect now. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like okay. This standard. What do you think about that? The standards from the 2018 US Open? Because you almost bombed. It was, it was a little over. I almost bombed. Uh, I bombed. Yeah. I bombed. You just got, did you? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. where you had yeah. to retake your opener. You missed it, missed it, and then you went up you ten it, kilos uh, and got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 meet was like I, I couldn't believe that. It's like you're clearly trying to overcorrect. There's some sort of like uh, like there's something political happening here, and like when you start to see that it. it it, do you think it was that or do you think they just like as a meet director gracie just was like i don't want anyone being able to say that the what people have to relax. remember is like yeah like gracie was like gracie's name is on it but if you go back and look the meet director were steve dennison and gracie van Adams. correct right at the That's end of the day steve, the entire steve's judging crew steve's employees yeah the entire judging yeah. crew the ref crew was all steve the spotters and loaders and the equipment was all gracie, gracie. and steve that was both of them. Right. Oh, okay. So that's the only place where like they were actually conjoined. And you could see that. You could see that with how the meet was set up. You could see that with the staging of the meet. You could see that there were there was like not a lot of like mutual agreement that was happening. Like you could you could see the tension. And it 
obviously immediately after the whole thing blew up into into shreds yeah i mean to me that meat the judging was just extremely strict but i didn't think it was I didn't think it was unfair, but I think it was just unexpected because it wasn't Agreed. consistent. With it other wasn't consistent, meats. but, it, but within that meat, it was consistent. In that meat, it was consistent. It was I consistent in the meat, meat, but yeah. it's just one of those things where it it affected the larger lifters more, like the super heavyweight guys, because for the most part, those guys honestly just for them usually just aren't even mobile enough to really hit depth. Right. So if you impose really strict like depth rules on those guys like the more the majority of them probably never really hit depth in training or in meets but for the most like at most meets we see a super heavyweight guy if he's close and you know it was like a legit effort they're just kind of like gonna give it to him yeah he's probably not really uh-huh. like technically hitting death but they're like that's it that's bottom for him though what yeah <laughs> but at that meet like they were making them hit depth mm-hmm. and people just didn't expect it what I was going to say was anything? something similar to you was uh, similar to Alex was that like on the local levels where you see like the biggest inconsistencies, you'll see like one meet that they're strict as hell. And then one meet, it's like a bunch of BFE judges yep. who like have literally hit the bare minimum requirements to become a referee, right. which in the USPA is two meets, two sanctioned events, like right. any federation, they don't even have to be USPA, two sanctioned events. They go, they look for them, they find them, they give you a written test that you get 30 days to do. That's true and false and open book. Mm-hmm. And if, if by that point, like you have all this time to look at this and you still haven't figured the rules out, you, like that's bad. But there's also mm. a practical. I mean, I think it's take. kind of like a cop out, though. People always try to put it on the judges like the judges don't know. But I'm like, the judges know. Like if I'm a meat director and I go to the judges and I'm like, yo, this is what depth is. Like, well, the other like speaking as someone who's done a refereed a lot of meets at the local level, helped direct meets a lot at the local level. The problem we run into too with referees is confidence, confidence in the calls, uh, especially like specifically the local level. They like will look to the other referees to see what yeah, they think. I hate that. They, I hate they will that. look to the other referees to see what they think. They'll like kind of look at the lift and see how the lifter reacts or like white lights for hype. That's huge at local meets. Yeah. You know, you see it all mm-hmm. the time at local meets. Someone hits a big number that, like, at, on a local level is amazing to see, you know, a 600-pound raw squat or a 700-pound wrap squat or whatever, like, crazy shit to see at the local level. And the whole crowd goes nuts or there's some weird... And he's circ- celebrating. Yeah, you. there's no, some weird look, circumstance. I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I can understand how that's frustrating, but at the same time, those inconsistencies in local meets are completely inconsequential. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, cool. Let the guy not when freaking, not right. when all time world record holders are going. That's and what I'm saying. I'm saying right. let the guy meets. celebrate his 500 pound squat. Right, you right, understand? Right. Yes. Should he? Should they be held to the same standard? Absolutely. Right. Does but it sh- affect anyone? Not really. However, I think you know there should be. We should be doing something about people breaking those all time world records in terms of the the strictness of the of the judging. I think like USAPL and IPF has the right idea with that. Where you can't break a world record unless it's at an IPF level meet. But there's not going to be a Fed that tears a path like that right. to get to that top level, to, to the same level of production. And that's right. like where the appeal is gone. Well, it's, like, not, it's not in their benefit. It's not in my benefit. If I'm a random, like, what RPS meet or whatever, it's not in my benefit to have strict judging. Right. Like, right. I want people to break records. Mm-hmm. And I'm in it's, competition with every other Look, so, so then in, in my opinion, as a high level competitor, is a, it's an honorary thing. Like mm. I'm, I'm not going to go and break a world record in a backyard federation here in Florida where like, no, you know, I know that there's inconsistent judging and there, that it's not strict out of respect for my competitors or out of respect for the people that are going for those records. That's so I, that's what I was saying. I think it's, it's, 
no matter what happens, it's always going to be the responsibility of the community to sort of enforce what meets are acceptable for what lifters. So like right now, and the responsibility of the athlete who's going <clears throat> for those records to be honorary and go break them in the, in the, in the, the meets that we all as a community deem as acceptable. Wait, yeah. The, the, that, only, the only issue with that is that, um, there's not that many high level meets. So yeah, but, but also how many, but how many meets per year is a high level lifter going to do, you well, know, but it's then like, it's you also timing of when timing like, is more when than you're going to be your strongest. And that's, you know what I mean? Like if I'm looking to compete, Around November, there's only one choice. We'll see. And that's where, like, so time now it. there's no choice. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So time it better. I don't know. No, well, I mean, sure. That I mean, that's just because that's the way your training's been set up now. But if you look at any other sport, any like other sports, football exactly or hockey saying. or whatever, they have designated seasons, and then you know everyone just adjusts their schedule so that during the off season they're doing X Y Z, and then during the actual competitive season. They they're prepared for it, you know. Yeah, the way I see it, the way I see it, yeah, the way I see it, everyone who's top ten should be competing in the same meets. And see, I think that where like other sports and powerlifting are different, there is like other sports designate their seasons that way because of like the spectator aspect, Mm -hmm. and that that is where powerlifting is not doing well. Is it is a hard spectator sport. As being powerlifters, yeah, like we can enjoy and love to watch powerlifting over there, but like. Football is huge because people who don't play football like watching football and they understand football. We don't have that in this sport. Yeah, but you know what? Football is a tough sport to watch too without alcohol. Exactly. So <laughs> oh, that's, like that's, what, I, that's yeah, what I know, was going to say. I mean. the, problem, the problem is not that powerlifting is a boring sport for other people to watch, which I acknowledge it is. We just need more drugs and alcohol. No, it's the, the environment. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's the environment and the culture surrounding powerlifting what needs to change. It's still so fringe. Like, it's still, yeah. it's still giving this underground impression. But, like, think about any big meet that you've gone to recently or in the past. What is it? It's just, like, a stage and chairs. Yeah. There's no... Um, uh exhibitors no no not exhibitors there's no nothing like for you to go do or like uh to experience mm-hmm. when you're there so that's why that's one of the things that we that we were talking about because we want to put up a big expo and that's like my main focus obviously is for the athletes to have a great time and a great competition experience but right up there with the athletes is the experience of the spectators and um you know how do you enhance that so it's like, is it having music in a DJ? Is it having uh, stuff to drink? Is it having real bleachers like uh, like arena style bleachers that have seats and and have uh, places where you can buy food and drink? High quality food, you it's, know. It's all about like the production. Like, it's yeah. a, the production value that you bring and the experience for the spectators. Which was like, I went to USAPL Raw Nationals in Lombard, Chicago this mm. year, and like that shit was crazy. They had five platforms and then they had five giant like jumbotrons up. It was in a, it was in a hotel like conference room, like a mm-hmm. giant one, but it was amazing. There was bleachers in the back. There were seats everywhere. There was two places to get alcoholic drinks. And then right outside of the main room where everybody competed, you walk down this hallway and it's vendors and it's, it's slingshot and it's, it's uh, Lenny Larry's cookies. It's DeNovo nutrition. It's a seven. it's like, there was way more to do there. And there that's was, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what, that's yeah, what we need. They're at an advantage because basically if you want to compete tested, like they're the only game right oh, they're yeah. the only place you're gonna go oh yeah so well, the big thing because i was there but the big thing with that is that they just have they have 1100 people competing that's what i mean mm-hmm. right whereas with with untested we're split up a, across all these different federations instead of a one body just collecting all the money and being able to to, to you know put up Invest. big quality events right. like that yeah. and get good venues it's now it's like 
which individuals have the money to throw a quality meat instead exactly. of it being the federation that's fronting all the money for something like that. Right. You know? Like putting putting up a, a moderately, you know, moderately big event like the one that we want to throw is at least $250,000. Right. And that's like the bare minimum. That's the the venue. The stages, the lights, and the DJ. Oh, so they did and the separators. USPA Nationals Imagine. last year. Uh, uh, Maggie Kuhn out of Columbus, Ohio. She owns Seabus Lift Co. She put it on, like all through her own, you know, funding, and it was massive. Like they really tried to give, like, increase the production value uh, of of the event. And so, like, the problem was nobody would sign up for USPA Nationals anymore. So now it was a giant production. People have it in a lot. It never right. has been. It never had the prestige. It never had the prestige. And because it's it's another local meet. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. a borderline another local meet. It's like when it used to be in Las Vegas, it was basically the Las Vegas state state meet because yeah. it was mainly local. Or so it's like you there. maybe go once if you want a vacation in uh, it, Las Vegas. And, and, and for that reason, it yeah. wasn't a ton of high level lifters exactly. that were doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, like last year, it was it looked similar to how the like 18 current looked. It was like this awesome production in an empty fucking room. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> like, the 18 current? Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Set up horribly. So, yeah. Like it was, it was, I think it was branded well. I think it was marketed well. I think just the, the actual staging no, it, of the but event. It wasn't because it didn't drive in any more spectators. No. So it wasn't marketed well. I think, yeah, the problem with that one was. Presentation was good. It, it, it was in that area that had stuff, but the mm -hmm. whole rest of the venue that was open made it look Way bad because it We looked walked 200 yards to get to a booth. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, what it felt sure. like we it should, you should have been like walk in you should have walked along booths to either side of you directly to the stage that's it all that other area complete emptiness nothing you can't access it because it's curtained off their like, eyes were clearly just like way too big when making that thing mm -hmm. yeah i mean they like like there was enough there that if it were literally if it were just in a smaller room yeah it would have been it great. there was enough better. there yeah and there was enough spectators there but like you, you're putting us inside of a basketball stadium like yeah it was crazy. It's the same. Remember when Grid League did the same? Do you guys remember Grid League? Was that the CrossFit be, runoff? Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be like a competitor to CrossFit. They did their opening uh, game in Madison Square Garden. Empty. Empty, obviously. Empty. You know, like, we're doing a bit. <clears throat> we're going to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. We are not filling these shoes. And <laughs> and they, you know, they they failed. Tanked. Yeah. But the same idea. Because then what does that look like, too? Well, yeah, like, oh, it, wow. Nobody went. Oh, there was 4,000 people at our first event. Yeah, we had 30,000 seats, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. I mean, it, that, that's so tough. And you see, it's the same in anything, right? Like, that's why some really small restaurants, they do so. They're always bumping. And then you go to a restaurant that could be much better. But if it, the seats aren't filled, you're like, oh, this place must mm -hmm. suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But do you think now, to go back to what we were talking about before, you think social media has actually been helpful in powerlifting in the sense that you have people like you? Who are literally calling people out so much that they're switching federations and doing meets that like are holding them to a higher standard. Ye For example, Tom Callis is one who fucking awesome, right? So much respect. You know, this is a conversation I that yeah, she I know. Had I, heard, I heard about that too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, uh, Tom was a like a. <laughs> I've, I've looked up to Tom for a long time. Like you know, I've and uh, and those guys. I'm like, I always fucking knew he squatted high. Like everybody knew that. Like he did. The UPA meets that Lilla Bridge used to. Lilla Bridge dunked his shit most of the time, but he did the UPA meets and he did uh, uh, the APF meets. And, and it was like half the time you had no videos anyway. Mm -hmm. And so finally, like people started to get a little more active, like like 2014 is like when the activity really started to bump up with like posting meet footages. And then there's more live streams, so on and so forth. And uh, I hate it. It was like, this does not feel cool anymore. It's mm -hmm. like it. And so 
Uh, Tom was a good one when Tom did that. Tom got really fucking pissed at it. I think he got really mad. Everyone roasting him online because nobody would before. Like one person would say something. When we talked to him, he said he didn't care. Right? He really did. And he then, definitely then when, did. But if when he, he heard didn't... you say it to him, that's when, what he cared. I, 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 I yeah. like what he, did I say? I think you were just like I blacked out. He, he was like, "Yeah, but people... we're at dinner." And people, he's like, "Yeah, well, people are going to hate. People always talk shit." And you're like, "But your squats are high." Yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty much where I was at. <laughs> he's like, "And so it finally, like, why don't you no, squat I, deeper?" And it why finally took squat? like, see, in my, in my mind, here's what happened. Like, um, people were saying stuff. Like his like. As soon as like videos were going up, people always said stuff. But when when MaxiPad two two three with four hundred and forty three followers in a private account who's no lifting you see says something, why the fuck does anybody care? The problem is it, not the problem, but just it it takes is that a real some, account? It take I don't know. It takes some like notoriety or like some some voice uh, uh, like to be heard. Like you have to like you have to already be known for anything for something. Well, because there's level. a big a lot of like the more popular lifters don't like to publicly say things not because a lot of people get the feeling like oh well no one like is calling me out that's like big name so it's fine and it's like no like it's more popular. popular lifters just don't want to say anything just, publicly and that's usually what it is that you're trying to stay keep professionalism yeah like right? you don't like, really want all the public and so like players. that's yeah. uh, and like if it was like if someone it, and it's different when somebody like get like you can see the difference between like a gift one time mm-hmm. or even twice versus Every meet, you're taking this approach. And that's what was happening. Tom right. didn't. I, I don't think he gave a fuck about his depth. I think he gave a fuck about the people saying stuff about his depth. Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 went through, right. I went through a similar he thing. He was in denial, though. He actually, I think he genuinely <laughs> he told thought me, his squads were deep. He, well, he, he, I mean, yeah, he trains in his garage. Like, he trains in his garage. He's in the same spot. It's a comfortable spot every night. Like, there's nobody there to, to they're all his buddies. No one there is going to, like, have any type of conflict or confrontation with him or, or just disagree flatly about his mm-hmm. lifting. Yeah. Their, their approach to diff, to lifting is just, it's completely different in that aspect. And that's, that's where social media has helped as well. It's like, we have all these different lifters talking about standard. And Come on, son. You just can't, <laughs> well, no, was that? you just can't do whatever you want. His dad, every time he'd spot them and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raw with dad. <laughs> raw yeah, raw with, dad. with dad. Like if you think about multiply lifting, that's a big reason why it disappeared because you would have like West Side setting all these records supposedly, but there's never any video. But now these days, like you can't do that. You like, can't get someone's going to have a video. Yeah, you can't get away from it. You can't just be like, oh, I squatted like 1,200 pounds and blah. It's like I don't even know. We saw the video. There have been multiple <laughs> occasions where like I have done something pretty like cool in the gym, and I'm like pretty like a like a good lift, a good set, like something like I'm really proud of, and like I use Media Monster. It crashes. Now I don't get the video, and I can't even talk about it now because if I talk about it, it's a, monster. It's a lie. It's an app where you can. Marcus uses it. You can record while listening to music. Uh, ah, see, dude, it's not worth it, man. It's not <sighs> worth it. Anyone, anytime someone tells me if I have like a new client or something, they're like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "Oh, let me. What's your best number?" Oh, you know, I bench 600 in training once real quick. I'm like, really? All right, that's the video. <laughs> real quick. See, I only have this uh, this uh, 315 warm up though. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell based on this. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a video. It didn't really happen, man. Yeah. Simple as that. What were you saying? You went through something similar? Yeah, I mean, in my earlier competition days, my squats were like a little high and people would uh people were calling me out on it. It was like when I was first starting to try to break records and that was like when Dan Green had all of his records. It's like rum days kind of. Yeah, like the yeah. rum days and it's I like remember the old days, huh? <laughs> rum was that's awesome. like the, that's a golden era of powerlifting, I feel like on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, have you heard the rum I did days? the last one. I know. Yeah. Well, she told me something, but bringing also, it back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rum revival. But, but, yeah, like, but the first time, too. the first time I attempted the two twenty total, I missed it. But people thought my squat was like really high, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, if he gets the record with that terrible squat and blah blah blah." And like I did at like a local RPS meet, so I didn't like that obviously. And I'm just the type of person where if you like talk shit to me like that, like I do want to prove to you, like no, like I'm gonna go to whatever fed and like do it correctly. Yeah. So. I ended up going to like the LA Fit Expo to a USPA meet and like dunked my squat. No one could say shit. <laughs> like it was clearer <laughs> that it was fine. I broke the total and literally like ever since that day, like no one said shit about my squats. Yeah, well, once it's, it's just like once you prove it, you proved it. I feel like he always yeah. has good squats. Him? The depth yeah. is great. Well, maybe we didn't see them back when yeah. when yeah. the time he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. But now they're really That was also <laughs> around like uh, like the earlier Reebok record breakers and stuff like that. I remember that Reebok record breakers. You pulled there seven, was record breakers that when you year. pulled seven hundred, and it was all over the fucking internet. It's all over YouTube. It was on like uh, the bottom of the boat, uh, powerlifting watch forum. Like Kevin Oak pulled seven hundred pounds. Like, I don't <laughs> know how crazy that was. Now nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> no, I broke. Going- I broke the two twenty total at record breakers that year. Okay. Um. Yeah. Going back to the topic of being a uh, uh, loud mouth. Was it? Was it? Was it you that? Did you message me? You were like, oh, you should start some sort of like fake Instagram beef. Did you message me? Mm-mm. We, someone else, we, someone no, else was recently, like, oh, you should start some, some... Recently, we were messaging, and I said it would be hilarious if you had a beef with X person. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no, I Dude, I've, always wanted, I've always wanted to do that. I'm like, gosh, should I tell such and such to, like, start an Instagram beef? Like, you know what? You know what's the... I don't start Instagram. Like, that's never my intent, and I want everybody to know that. How is it not your intent, bro? Because, because the thing Do is... you read your because posts I, before you post them? Because I'm right. Because I'm right. Because I'm right, it's not a beef. You sound like and, my wife, And bro. every... <laughs> and why, why do we know I'm right? Because every time it's happened, they, they, do, they do what I fucking say. That's why. Tom did it. Matt Mitchell did it. it, like it yeah. And the ones who don't do Like, dude, even the recent one, Logan Chapman. Dude, you're, you're legit like in, in Austin Powers when he sees the mole and he just can't not say mole. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> yeah, that's you with depth. <laughs> Yo, you, you know who you are? The dark knight of powerlifting. The dark knight. I dig it. I dig you're it. the person I'm not the everyone... hero you guys want, but I'm the hero you guys need. Yeah. You're no, the, I'm you're fucking the person... annoying. Like, you're I... the person... <laughs> <laughs> you are the person that everyone hates to love and everyone loves to hate oh fuck oh and that's why i always tell people was like it's either one definitive fucking extreme or the other you hate me or you love me anybody well, who's in the probably if you're if, if you're someone who hates you it's because they're squatting really high and you're calling them out well i mean i'm also just a hard person to be around <laughs> like 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 I'm, I'm fully aware i talk, you thought i hated you right i completely thought you well because that's the thing is i live my life via like shit talk and usually it's endearing I swear to God. And um, I can relate to that. Yeah. Usually it's endearing. Like it's like I, I, I said this the other day, like if I'm talking shit to you, I either really, really love you or I really, really hate you. And I don't really, really hate just about anybody. Except Matt Mitchell. And so he is such a fucking. <laughs> why do we have to keep saying this? Yeah, he's, he's pretty annoying. Wait, <laughs> side note. I don't say much. He's fucking you guys annoying. know he's competing tomorrow, right? The tribute. No, he's not. No. <laughs> the that guy's was, never going to The compete. tribute was awesome. I walked up to him at the judges table and I was like, you know, man, like respect. Like, it's awesome that you showed up. Like, it's cool. 
And he was like, See, I don't agree with that at all. Well, no, listen. This <laughs> showed up in squat hey, high hey, no, no, and This was before squats. This, you was, don't this was before, that. before squats. Before squats. This was before squats. He was there. This yeah. is before squats. The fact that he's even there. Sure. But right? that would be like if I was talking shit to you online. But I'm not talking shit. And then, and then like I actually show up and you just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're like, oh, respect for shit. Like, no. <laughs> and that's what he said. And that's what he said. Well, and so this is what he said to me. Um, oh, no. And then. I dunked my first squat and I had depth problems that whole training cycle. Like I, I'll, I'll, like, I don't care. And I dunked my first squat. I was fast as shit. It was awesome. I walk over, get my wraps off, sit down on a chair. You guys know Rob Hall? Yeah. Rob Hall's cool fucking dude. One of my homies, man. He is rapping, just finished his rapping mat. And I, and I like tap his side and I go, Mitchell, prove me wrong. And I'm like, he's about to go. Yeah. And, and Rob, like to make it worse. Cause I, like, I kind of did that impulsively and it probably did fuck him up a little bit. He was, I mean, he was fucked anyway. And um, <laughs> Rob just falls over laughing while he's still on his knees, rapping with his <laughs> knees. Oh, no. Like, falls over. So distracting. <laughs> and so, bombs on all three, doesn't say a word to me. Texas is done. We leave. I go home. The only, apparently, this is what he told me, the only reason he didn't beat my ass right there was because his coach begged him not to. His coach messages me. He's like, this did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, I love it. I love it. I love to do it too. I do. It's a fun sport. We need characters like you in the sport. Yeah, we do. Mm. We need people with personality. And you too. You've had some good call outs, Kev. He's had some great, great call outs. What? The the old Pete Rubish ones back in the day? The record. record, No one got so blown up. The the record breakers debacle? Was that record? Well, there was someone. (laughs) I remember, I remember just innocently scrolling through comments one time on uh, YouTube. And I'm like, wait a second, Kevin commented? <laughs> like, that's so, like, I can't believe that. Like, I got so, I start, so outnumbered I start, on that one. I start reading it. I was, it's so, just right. like, I was so annoyed because I was like, I'm like, this is like a shit fed. I can't remember who it was that you're calling out, but you're like, do it, come and do it at like this meet against all of the best people. You know where we No, compete. no, this is what happened because I want it to be clear because so many things are misconstrued, but. Remember right. I said Oak was hey, like no, me, you guys right. said no, and now we're talking about all of Oak's fucking call-outs. I just want to say that I was fucking right, and I'm still right. It okay? wasn't even a call-out. It was just he put up he put up this video out of nowhere announcing that he was going to break my record, and he guaranteed Who's this? It. Who's this? Pete Rubish. Oh, yeah, Rubish. And I have no this was years back. This is, yeah, yeah. this is when Rubish was still like, like a kid. Yeah. This is when Rubish was still like a kid about his like Yeah, for anyone listening, ago. we all like Pete, just to be clear. Love yeah, We're just no, revisiting an old event. Yeah, I have no beef with him, like, personally, but it was just like a competitive thing. But, like, the fact that he was like, he guarantees it, put money on it, and I was like, what? And the first disrespect. Of all, disrespect. Yeah, it was just, like, disrespectful, but, like, the thing was, it was the 220 record, and he never even competed at 220. So he's, he's like, saying he's going to cut to 220. He never hit the total, so he was like guaranteeing he's gonna break it. He's like put money on it, and I'm just like, what do you? I'm like what? I'm like actually break it, dude. Like what are you talking about? And then that that stuff's always. I feel like it's such a risk what? to make calls like that. Yeah. Like yeah. to because there are there's so many variables. Big cut. You said he hadn't hit the, that total at any body weight before that. He'd never hit the total. He never competed at 220. So I'm like, dude, you're like That's tough. guaranteeing. That's, and Pete, you can like me. Pete shits the bed. Pete always shits the bed. Do you shit the bed? I shit the bed every fucking minute. <laughs> have you ever literally shit the bed? <laughs> no. I've sh- have, you ever <laughs> shit, have you ever shit your pants while squatting? That is like a lit, like literal, like I don't like full blown turd in my pants. But like, between the cheeks, gets, oh, like, it, it, how about you, Kev? I got the deepest cheeks too, so it's all the way back. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate when that happens. Just a little. 
That's the bottom. Ah, oh, it's dude, wet. I poop. That happened, dude? No. I poop before what? squats. That's a regular thing. Not for you? like in not bed. regular. Oh, not, no. Hey. Okay, it is a regular thing for me. I poop before squats, and it still happens every week on squats. Come every on. week on squats. Not right now. Mainly like it's always like the training cycle right before you I start. You may need to get prep. your anal health checked. <laughs> yes, I've had two hemorrhoids before. I have. I have a uh, chronic, it, chronic they both burst oh they both burst and it looked like Stephanie I murdered someone in the pool. look okay. when we start talking about she can't stop no more hemorrhoids yeah. no, no more hemorrhoids stop no me no uh, Caesar cut this part out <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting wait back to Ruby's thing though we are cool there's no beef it wasn't even personal then. It How more, if you're not it was cool more of like a competitive thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're saying you're no, but that sounds good for the sport. You know, it is good. It is good. No, but people like it's healthy competition. We're like, it's literally a part of sport. I th- yeah. The reason why, like you know, before when you were talking about, should I just like start some sort of beef, like whatever, <laughs> just like to make it fun? Fuck yeah. It, it's it's tough for you though because it's like out of people in powerlifting for girls, you have the the biggest following by a long shot. And you're you're in a like a rank that's one of the highest, so it's like it's kind of always just looks like you're punching down if you do something like that. And you for, know, and it's, for it's girls, easy for you to like for a lot for people to gang up against somebody like that. And they be like, want they're they're, the everybody wants you to lose. For, people yeah. are looking yeah. for whatever reason to not like me. Everybody. You know, so I can't give them that reason. And also with girls, it's different. Like if I ever were to say something mean to another girl, they'd be like. Oh, you like girls should be encouraging each other, and we should be uplifting each other. What if other. I don't like you? <laughs> like, what, what if this girl doesn't like this? Look, girl? And, I, and I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Hold on, I'll give you. An you example. should be supporting women. I'll I'm a woman. I don't like you. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll give you an example. So, uh, U.S. Open 2019. All right. There's, <laughs> I think there's a video of Mariana deadlifting, and I'm in the back, like in my zone. In I was my, in I was, my own zone. I was commentating for this. You were okay. I'm in my own zone. And I, th- I, I think a few people were commenting on Mariana's post afterwards about how I had a bitch face and how and how I didn't look like I was supporting and how I was pissed that she was doing well. And I'm like, look, Steffi has a meat, too. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, my God. What that is this cheerleading to me with Rubish in the cage? Is this cheerleading? Really? Because last time I checked, we're competitors competing against each other. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. It's an individual sport. Yeah. You also fucking root for yourself too. Exactly. If you don't no. want to sit there and root for people while you're competing, don't. You know, literally at the Arnold, like two or three years ago, I was walking around and Steffi was like, oh, come in the cage or something. And like, I happened to walk in as Pete was deadlifting and like, I had no clue what was going on. So I just had like a regular straight face and like, people are like, oh my God, like, oh, it's hating on Rubish again. And I was like... <laughs> Dude, they look for any reason. Any I was reason. like the timing. I'm like, are you kidding? I had, me right a, I mean, I had a kid like go back when I posted about that. Uh, you know, Logan Chapman. Mm, yeah, he just did the SPF meet. Uh-huh. It was kind of shit. Called him out. Whatever. They're cool about it now. It doesn't matter. Um, a kid like went back on my page, like found a video of me squatting high and put them side by side. And I was like, the squat that he. Oh, took you got reds on that one though. Was a squat yeah. I got reds on. <laughs> like, yeah, that was high. Like, good job. Why? There's always a, there's always something to look for. Yeah. But ah, damn, there was one out. Thing I, I hate when you say. do that. I hate know, when you I do know. that. You totally ruined the mojo of the podcast. No, mojo. no, no. Don't worry. I'm going to revive the mojo. Uh, mojo, uh, by uh, 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 Austin Powers. Uh, 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 I got a question what? for you guys. What, what How do you feel say? about all this? Like, oh, this is the goat. And the next month, it's like, oh, well, this person's the goat. Now. That comes from one place. That's oh, King of the Lifts. This is the goat. This weight class. Well, you know what? I feel like whatever the. 
you can stick to the actual definition of what that means. What or is you the can, definition? I feel like people don't know the but, definition. So what's the definition? Let's start there. It's greatest, greatest of, of all time. time. Okay. But people, but people they use think it now it's like, greatest of like this time. week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> greatest of all the week. Right. Hey, yeah. hey, your guys' attention span from last week yeah. is completely gone. Look at what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, I think people just say that about their favorite lifters, period. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whatever. There's goats and like the actual goats like are pretty freaking obvious. So yeah. I think there's only one goat. Is that you, so you think like regardless of male or female equipment, whatever, there's just a goat, one goat. Yeah. And who's the goat? Ed Cohen. Ed Cohen. Yeah. Oh, Yuri's pretty close. I don't know. Mm. Really hard. I think Yuri's Hold last on. two weeks. I think it's, it's hard. Hold it's a- on. Okay. You guys are talking on top of me the whole podcast. I mean, I think Milan is <laughs> right? the goat anyway. But between you Yuri think. and Ed Cohen. No, no, look. Because what goes into being the goat is also legacy. The longevity. Legacy. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Like that That's goes into go. it. Yeah, but look, at, but Milanichev has the, that legacy. Does he? If you look at the. He competed two years ago, does he? I feel like no one can be a goat until like Cohen dies. Attribute. How do, you, how do you know he has legacy? Well, Cohen hasn't competed in 15 years. If you look at like. That's true. I mean, I guess time will tell. But if you just look at like the track record of like biggest totals, Correct. it's literally like Milenichev, 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 Milenichev. Dan Bell chips it by one pound. Well, and then well, and Yo, you know what? I love Dan. Here's here's them to throw a curveball to you. Right? And his last his last world record total that Milenichev did, he was thirty seven. Well, Thirty-eight. Look That's at pretty, this. We have, we have great career. There's data and video and records of all these things and seeing the improvement and seeing the standards that all these lifters now are being held to. Did How do we that? know that Ed Cohn didn't squat his world records five inches high? So most of his world records are on video. Most are of they? the world record totals are on video. And I mean, just looking at those, like you can see, like Ed, like what's there. You can tell, like. Ed never cut the shit. You, yeah. like you Ed, cut, Ed did the shit. Ed, Ed stuck in the dirt. Ed stayed in the dirt. Ed kept himself like humble, like like training, like he's at the bottom. You like you could see that in the in the competition footage. You can see that in his training footage. Like I think I think and like that's like we talked about. Like it's it's legacy. Like I don't think that's something that should be questioned. Like they're the only the only thing the only factor that I feel like that's ever like accurately discussed when talking about the legitimacy of Ed Cohn's records is like the difference in equipment and what power suits were right. and what knee wraps were then. And so like that's the only thing. And so people love to bring that up as like this titanium point that you can't get past. But like, just look at it, man. So like, who's the who's the female goat? Who's the female goat? I think there's just one goat. Like, nah, dude. there's one goat. There's there's, mul- there's multiple sexes. I don't know. Janae Croc. <laughs> no, that is. Yo, I saw <laughs> her at the Arnold a couple years ago, and I was like, wow, she is like way more jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, she's still like 300 jets. pounds um, of pure the, muscle she's dude the, she's the transgender athlete formerly uh, known as matt croc okay, yeah, yeah. that the, gender fluid right gender what, fluid yes apologies which means you Better go back apologize. and you yes. means you go back and forth right like you choose which uh, gender you identify it, with it, it, it's along times. those lines i'm like i thought it was just she now no i think in transformer i watched transformer i like it was okay. Like I had a hard time just like absorbing it anyway. Wait, what's Transformer? It's a documentary about. Is it about them? Him specifically? Oh, I thought. Just I thought you I literally thought that you were talking about the movie Transformer. No, no, no. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that, no, no, that no, was no, where tra- your it, your knowledge. I believe of it's called like Transform Her. Uh, I believe. I believe. Slick. And so Slick. it's it's the documentary about <laughs> Matt and Janae Croc as a uh, singular human. It's on, um, is it on Netflix? Yeah, and it talks about like. Uh, oh, no, no, no. 
the person's relationship with their kids and the relationship they have with other people and how this experience and this change um, altered their life and and what it's it, it, it's interesting but it if it's a topic that you haven't put a lot of like internal thought into like introspective thought into like it's hard to sit and watch sure um it, it, i can see that if that makes any sense we'll have to try it you'll, you'll probably like it i mean you'll probably yeah. like it if, if you're somebody who can sit down and watch documentaries like it'll be fine oh yeah yeah big documentary guy i'm a doc guy yeah i like like Doc, mainly doc, like, like right now. If I watch documentaries, <laughs> it's serial killers, conspiracy theory, oh, true crime. Did you watch uh, the Aaron Hernandez one? Yeah, no, I don't care about that. What? I don't care about the Aaron Hernandez shit. Why? That's it's, a good it's one. Just too much fucking hype because it's it media. I like the darker underground you shit. Wa- you watch Forensic Files? But no, sucks. What? Presented poorly. Come yeah. on. But that's the beauty of it. This in, guy's in, a crime documentary in, snob. In, <laughs> inaccurate. Inaccurate as hell information. Way, yeah, but, like but way too much story building. And I'm the same way with like, like bio. bio yeah, you know what's hilarious in, uh, in Forensic Files? Mm. 100% of the people who die in that show. Die. Were the best, like the best people ever. Oh yeah, Susie was an A plus student. Yeah. Everyone loved. Marshall always, was a coke addict, and he asked him to suck his dick in the sixth grade. Okay, also, also the way when they when they figure out who it was, it's like duh. It's like it's like um, we we found a hair in the in the carpet in the living room. Well, and when we identify, no, it's like in a field. Yeah. and they they, they, they always tend to focus on the most insignificant things too to build this entire plot line out of it. So like. There was one guy who like sometime like I don't remember his name anymore, but like he was some serial killer or whatever. And he wore like like occasionally after he would murder a victim as a trophy, he would wear their panties. And so like oh every other cutscene is and he wears panties. <laughs> it's like, what are we? This is the fo-. he also slit their tongues. Like I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. That's the focus. Yeah. That's so funny. That you and in uh forensic pals, because there's such short episodes too, they'll be like, like sometimes they just have to end it. So it'll literally, it'll literally be like, remember that guy we talked about in the first five minutes who we thought it was? It was him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like, come no, back. No, yeah, this was police officer John Devins. <laughs> we'll come back to him later. <laughs> the 80s haircuts kill me too in the show. I don't really listen to like a lot of like podcasts either unless they're about like that specific topic. Really? Yeah, yeah. The podcast can be really hard weird. too because people it is a little weird. Yeah. people have to well, people ha- have you ever I, murdered a pet? Out of like m- morality, yeah. Like because my grandma had like a rabbit dog, like a dog went rabbit, shit indoor outdoor dogs. I'd like shoot it. That rabbit. That's crazy. But I've never like this is a whole you can do a whole other podcast. I've never like I've never like I've never like tortured an animal okay. or anything like that. Just like, checking. No. Hold up your psyche. No, you got a background check on this guy? I can't, I can't be He's in I, my house right now. Oh my god. Here we go. Don't be weird. You know what you're getting into. You'd met this guy before. Don't be weird. <laughs> but yeah, I mean people I have like I, I feel like if you don't have some like irregular or skewed interests, you're not a normal person. I feel like I'm pretty boring. I don't have any. You don't have any wild. strange outlets. I get Hobbies. No. Nah. By feet picks. Yeah. <laughs> sell not a, feet not a feet picks. Guy. Not a feet guy. You and sell plus- any picture? You have a like Patreon OnlyFans. What do you got? No, I feel like I should. But recently, <laughs> recently, all of my live videos, every one of my live videos, uh, like a hundred plus comments about making an OnlyFans account. I mean, you do have a nice body. <laughs> that, <laughs> okay <laughs> didn't see that coming but but uh yeah but 
It comes from men. And it's only men. Uh, and okay. If, okay, here's the thing. Well, there you go. I get a lot of one girl. My DMs, my DMs are if if it, if it's if it's like if it's women like coming after me, it's either like twenty, like eighteen year old to twenty year old, like young power lifter or fitness chicks. Well, how old are you? Twenty two. Or it's fair, 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 right? or, fair yeah. or you're only twenty two. Yeah, I feel so old. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, and then it, it, it's it's with women. It's it's the other end. It's. 30 plus usually has children like can see my mommy issues a mile away like like there's something like like that's a joke uh i get a lot and then it's just every type of dude you can think of majority like my dms are all bro like not gay or nothing but like your package is crazy your bulge is nuts in this video i'm like okay you opened this with like not gay which is fine they don't even say nice bold. <laughs> this is this is the direction you're going with me. Yeah. Are they trying to be funny or are they just? I don't sometimes what? I think so, but sometimes it's like that was a lie. Hey, hey, hey! So, <laughs> so Garrett, you're you're the youngest guy I've talked to in a long time. How does how does dating work in this day and age? Like, do you have to get verbal or uh, video? Uh, What's it called? Consent. Consent. <laughs> Stuff either straight up DMs. Mm, this, this is a really funny topic for me. Like, what do you do? Because so, you were talking about the fact that, you know, 18 to 20 year old powerlifters hit you up and stuff. Those, in my opinion, are the most dangerous ones. Because, like, you're one word away from being sued. You know what I mean? Right. And, and from being put on blast on social so, media for that's looking at them the wrong way. And so you know? where, where I got, where I got, like, lucky enough is, like, when the social media started to, like, if 18-year-old Garrett got, or 17-year-old Garrett, like, got a bunch of followers at once, that kid would have gotten in trouble. That kid would have sent some dick pics. That kid would have, <laughs> that kid would have been a fuck, okay? I was 18 and horny, okay? <laughs> um, but, like, now, when social media started to kick, I was in, like, a long-term committed relationship. And so, like, after the fact, like, dating through social media isn't something i'm personally interested in anyway like okay. i'm not really interested in meeting someone from social media so i don't know i'll tell you i've only used tinder and bumble to fuck <laughs> <laughs> so it's like good to know i have good never used a dating app to date ever you know what's hilarious <laughs> we've, had, we've had like this is our least direction that we've had in a podcast usually we end it with lifting gossip the whole thing, is been thing has been lifting gossip like we could have asked kevin okay kev how'd you get into power that's lifting? so you know? fucking that's generic. Generic. I hate when people how many that. fucking podcasts have you done where you're telling so people much. So when I started lifting, like you, by the time you're done telling people like how you got here, what you did, like the injuries you've had, like which are all good things. Yeah, to then talk you have to about. wrap it up. Well, no, you know how to tell the story now. Like the authenticity is now gone. Sure. So it's like when it when it, like this is better. Like when there's just a like a an organic flow. Like this I'm is way the one. More this, about this is the one I hate the most. So Steffi, tell us. What's your best deadlift? <laughs> Google it. What's it like to be the best in the world? Go ahead and tell me. Go ahead. Good. Actually, don't tell me. I'm going to interrupt you for the next 43 minutes of the podcast. That's like two thirds of the podcasts I've ever heard where like you want to like learn something about this lifter and their approach. It's somebody else the whole time cutting off them and going. So, yeah, I did this, though. Yeah. And like, so I did this. I it's like, it. are you asking me? What, what are we doing here? So, yeah. Kev, what's your approach? To what? Interviews? Training? Training? 
Are you want are you oh, a question or are you just being funny? <laughs> yeah, like, <wait>. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder Bumble. Let's talk about actually. <laughs> I love this. I got stop. sent. I got oh, fuck it. I got sent um your SSB front squat and me and uh, the owner of Iron Vault. I always forget his name because he's always on the Iron Vault oh, account. Um, Mikey. Yeah, he's, he's always cool. on the Iron Vault account, and he he hits me up for like some stuff about Indie City. Sometimes what we do, Ooh. we like you know exchange some information, whatever. I got like sent your front squat video like probably thirty times, all from nobody who fucking matters, you know. And uh, it's like, what, what do you think about this? Like, well, it's, it's, I don't understand. It's look, look just, just look at it. Like, just look at it and see how like it, it's. I fine. feel like people think I'm like trying to be sneaky. No, that, like, and and that's what I'm trying to tell people. It's and like, literally every time I'm oak, like, I'm no. like front squat with SSB. Like, like instead, oak, I, I'm just not say, like trying to be say with, say with power bar from now on. Oak, yeah, like, like, oak, oak, uh, oak knows squad. this. Other if he like, otherwise he wouldn't have had this much weight on it. Like he knows this, but I don't understand the. I literally just, it, it would be like if I'm like, I'm pulling a conventional deadlift. I'm, gonna, I'm like, I'm doing a front squat with an SSB. That's what I'm doing. It's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about this it's compared not, to a normal front squat? Like, well, um, it does not compare. It's not a normal it's front not squat. It's the same thing. It's a different <laughs> so thing. There, there's no comparison that needs to be made. But if you must know, uh, so I put this whole thing up like, okay, like the camber does this, yeah, the weight's so. here, blah, 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 like there. Okay. Now, don't tell me your front squat PR next week because nobody gives a fuck. Because <laughs> that's what always happens to someone like no, you who posts a fucking like, video oh. like that. And now all over the fucking internet for the next two Everyone weeks. Everyone wants to try to see what they can do on that really, lift. really been working on these SSB front squats, man. Oh do no, it but, for the iron. Like, <laughs> no, but people will be like, oh, that's not a real front squat. And I'm like, but I'm using it for training. And I have like a back squat world record. Like I have a squat. World <laughs> I'm, I'm not you. like I'm not like trying to be slick. You know what I mean? <laughs> the like, internet. Yeah, I think you you've proven it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like I do like. Who cares what squat. your what your alternate front squat variation mm. weight is or whatever? Well, okay, so for the world to know, what's your reasoning for using that variation? He was fucking oh. bored. No, the reason I do it, honestly, most Mobility. of the time, it's because of just how quickly I need to recover. Like, I did it a week out from this competition. So, like, seven days out from a comp, a back squat would take longer to recover than, like, an SSB front squat for me. And then, like, a conventional deadlift would take even longer. Who even figures that out? How do you figure out? I just know how long, from, like, a from an all-out max conventional deadlift, it probably legit takes me, like, two weeks to fully recover. It just right? blows my mind that, like, like... You've consistently used SSB front squats to know how much more they fatigue you and how easy it is to recover from versus a back squat. It's well, so for me, crazy. For, me the world record. for me, I'm not, I'm the opposite of posterior chain dominant, right? So That's obvious. I have a, I have a very yeah. weak posterior it's chain. Obvious. So whatever uses posterior chain the most is going to take me the longest. Okay. From. Yeah. So conventional deadlift is the worst for me. Then it would be a back squat. Then it would be like a sumo. And then it would be like an SSB front squat. I love it. I'm about so it. So if I'm close to competition, the closer I am, like I did a conventional deadlift last Tuesday. I did a back squat the week before. I haven't back Just one though. <laughs> Just, I walked in the gym. I did a conventional deadlift. I did, one. I did a back squat. And I walked out. <laughs> my whole like, like, meat, like meat prep, my accessory work is so minimal. I go through like the last six weeks of meat prep and pretty much every week I do like one row movement, like one pressing accessory movement, a couple extension movements, and then a single leg squat movement and belt squats. And that's like I think it. uh everyone wants to hear more about what Kev's doing because uh they don't shit the bed like you. So. I do <laughs> shit the fucking bed, dude. I do shit the bed. But I dude, don't think we need your guidance. Tell us here's, what you here's, do. You know what? Here, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'll say. 
like everybody who hit the like who hit their good streak and got their world records and all those things, they had their streak of shitting the bed as well. Everybody did. Everybody See, did. I'm more have my shitting the bed mixed in overall. See, mine's more so mixed in as well. Like, like it's not like I shit the bed too. Like sometimes I just go like seven for nine, and the two things I missed out on were like it was a stupid error. And it's like, yeah. and, but that's what powerlifting is. I, I mean, mean I've, ne- I've never gone nine for nine. I don't think I ever will. I really want to. <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> I'm fucking so. It would be nice. I'm so sick of like five and six and four. I've never bombed. Like, five's rough. Five's I've rough bombed twice. twice. Five is the like five. Five was the most is the most rough. Like when five isn't that four bad. wasn't that bad. Five. Four wasn't that bad because it's like you're already just doing so fucking bad. But yeah. five is like you're always on that like that. You're probably Teeter of you're about to do really good. For now, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. five is like you just leave feeling like I, everybody. I pr- I promise I'm much better than this. Right, and well, and six and six and you sixes know? and seven for nines are always like I overshot two things. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of always what it is. But it is what it is. And that's what powerlifting is, though. It's yeah. like fucking getting mopped until you're mopping. So yeah. like, you know, it. Yeah, Steffi shit the bed before too. Yeah, I remember all those meets. I watched them all on YouTube. Checked them all. Always all check those them meets. Out. Yeah, like, like four. It was like I think it was like four, four or three. No. That I shit the bed. And like it was. There was like two. It was multiple in a row. Was it two, you, three. No. Yeah, no. She's, so she she had a. There was because there was a bomb in there. US I think Open, it was at a. Yeah. US, Open US Open 2017. No, no. But your first, you had uh, one bomb out. Uh, right before. At a USPA meet. Oh, right after. Where you bombed, you bombed in bench. Two in a row. I bombed two in a row. Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. Fuck you, Alex. So you bombed in bench and you're pissed because you didn't get to do deadlift. Yeah. US Open. Three. You bombed in bench. Then US Open. Oh, when, yeah. I, when I bombed on squat at US Open, I went up to Gracie and I was like, can I still bench? Can I sound like <laughs> a sad little kid? <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can always still guess list. No, I was like, can I still always. bench? And she looked at me and she was like, did you bomb on squat? And I was like, yeah. She's like, no. I was uh, <laughs> uh, technically, is she supposed to say yes because you're allowed to guest lift and in the USPA you're allowed to guest lift? It doesn't matter what. Uh, how high the level of sanctioning is. So technically she well, was it's wrong. Me, it's me director's choice. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And not in USPA. Yes, it is. You ha- No, the lifter has the option to guest lift. No. Go, you go look at the rule book. Why would they change a flight order? I don't know. You want to put money mm-hmm. on it? I'll put, I'll put, I mean, I keep I, talking about something else. I can't put your money on it. I, <laughs> I, I'll never fucking forget. Steffi knows what I'm putting Alex's on. fucking clap back at the Arnold. <laughs> Alex's fucking clap back at the Arnold. So we're in the fucking cage. And like, I jokingly told Alex's knee wraps that he wrapped Steffi and looked like shit. I think that's got more, a lot more to do with Steffi than you. So, and um, like, I was just, I was just kind of fucking with him. And like, Alex was clearly in a bad mood, but my, I had food poison. I know yeah, we man. went over this. I, I was clearly, passing out. I was clearly, puking in between wrapping her knees. My autistic ass clearly did not read into that. And so I started talking shit, started talking shit back. And I went, well, I was like, I was like, I was like, I said something about total. My total was higher than his or whatever. And then like Eric, Natural guy, Eric yeah, yeah. Swartz, and he's like kind of laughing about it. And Alex, go, Alex goes, and I fucking shit you not. <laughs> fucking full blown, like shin raise, shows me his foot. Gucci fucking shoes. <laughs> my bank account and your total. Look at my shoe. My shoes cost more than your bank account. <laughs> Dude, no, it's Alex. You guys know what it is. I don't have to tell you what it was. You know what it, it was. It was the food poisoning, man. It was Damn, food bro. Poisoning. And then, and then Eric, Eric fucking, Eric just fucking literally just turns. 
That's why you thought I hated you, and, huh? Th- yes. Eric, Eric, Eric turns <laughs> and goes. And, and you guys know Eric. Eric's very quiet. He just kind of smiles and chuckles and just does his fucking thing. He's like, <laughs> you're in the animal cage. Your money doesn't matter. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, it means you're in the animal cage. Your money doesn't fucking matter, man. <laughs> that's so that was funny. so fucking fun. And like, that's, that's, one, that's probably my favorite thing to do. Uh, all the powerful experiences I get to have the cage is the cage, man. Yeah, the cage I, is awesome. Like I spend a lot of money to go to a lot of different meets just to spectate and let, let alone. I, mean, I, I did the cage once. I felt like the cage was really fun to do like once. Like I did it once and it was awesome. How do you feel? You've done I wouldn't really want to. I never had an official well, event. Had just two yet. Such different experiences. First you had a huge deadlift and everyone expected you the next year to hit a huge deadlift again, but you weren't ready or didn't want to do that. And you hit a huge, huge milestone squat. squat. That's kind uh, of my issue with the cage. You have to prepare for it. Like it's a meet. Yeah, yeah, you do. Right, but you it doesn't do. count. Right. Yeah. I mean, it kind of. But that's, but for that's people, it kind of cool. counts because it's like for the people. But that's what's cool because like it counts more than a meet. To be honest with you, most of my notoriety, the notoriety, yes, from yeah. what I've done and in the cage because you get. Yo, to- I got so much clout. So what? Where the fuck that are you first at? Year in the cage when I was behind you. Like, yeah. Where are you at? In a, <laughs> what see, it? that's the thing. What's it's, a sport? It's clout versus. Actually, I don't like clout. It, I don't like clout. I like what. No, 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 no. I don't like calling it clout. What's Kevin? Do you like money? Fuck that yeah. exhibition, <laughs> like exhibition. Do you like money? Yeah. yeah. So you like clout? Well, no, well, I see what you're saying, but like clout, I do money. Clout, clout I do, is. I do see what you're saying in that, like, if clout you, is a tunnel, if you're running it's a, a business, okay, there we go, there we go. If you're running a business and you have the opportunity to lift in the cage, the amount of exposure that you get from the cage is going to help your business Dude, a lot. Just yeah. so, so two years ago was the first time I got to be in the cage, right? Uh-huh. And that was because you guys remember, I'm sure you do, the Rob Hall, Steve Johnson event. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. my fucking idea. What was it, like deadlifting? The oh, whole back fucking back? thing was my idea, except I said to do it with 700 pounds. <laughs> that Rob, was so stupid. Rob, well, so that's exactly why I told him to do it with 700 pounds. Yeah, because they would not have much. made it anywhere near as far. I to- So Rob reached out to me like, I mean, it was like five weeks before, four weeks before. Like, it was like, he was clearly pushing. He's like, dude, I still don't know what to do. He's like, all I know is like, they want me to do a head to head and they want me to do something like big. He's like, probably deadlifts. And so I literally, it, like, it all, like, it was like, okay, let's do that. Like, I have the bat. It's like, you guys remember Steve Johnson, Forsaken Warrior? Mm-hmm. So at the time, they were both coached by Josh Bryant. They were both 308s. They were both top five. They were both big deadlifters. I said, have him in there. Do 700 pounds, minute to minute, single rep to single rep, instead of doing like an AMRAP or working up to a max pull, like something with more exhibition and more watchability. Yeah. They lowered to 600, and I was like, okay, do like 660, like do 300 kilos. Like, like it's going to be bad. Do like, something. We're going to gonna hit all day. I was like, we're going to hit like the 30s or 40s, and like you put a minute in between. You remember what they got up to? 63 and 65. <laughs> Steve got 63, hands were shredded. Rob got 65 and fucking died for a day. He got fucking he had li- rabdo, rabdo. Huh? Literally yeah, got fucking did. rabdo. And it's like, it was a fucking awesome event. Like it really gave that, like that, it gave it a blood sport vibe for like a whole 10 minutes. And it was like, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. That (laughs) fucked up their whole year. Yeah. So that like, that was my first time getting to go in there. And then, so by the next year, like, like I talk, like I just talk, I get so anxious. I just have to fucking talk because I can't (laughs) sit by myself. I just talk to everybody and then Eric has me in next year. And the next year he calls me last minute and he's like, Hey, like somebody like didn't come. So like, do you want to deadlift with John? So me and hack just, dude, they should de- definitely have you deadlift converse that dude. Whatever oh, that Evan Cardon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely do that See, the reason I don't want to do that is because that is exactly what that fucking kid wants. Like to yeah, a, like, yeah, no, yeah. literally to a T like, 
See, in the in the thicket of things. No, asks, but that that would be perfect. So like, guys, same place. Nah, was this like fight. a sportsmanly? Me and Cardon. Yeah. No. This is so no. There, there was anger there. So I. I mean, that kid seems a little off. I used to be like a, a shitty. <laughs> I'm literally off. Yeah, I'm not, not kind of off. I'm just off. Like there's nothing you can he's do. He's just it. like he's not off. That kid Evan seems like. So I think he has a learning disability, um, or something, and I'll explain why. Um, so initially that kid first got posted and I remember when like, I still had a, sh- like a shitty look. He was kid. the gym kid, right? The yes. Kid, like, yeah. Kid yeah. The chalk, yeah. But, but he, before that he had kind of started to get posted and I'd, I'd seen it cause I, I was the kid who had the shitty kind of strong and fast conventional deadlift. Like I had like the, almost the same thing. It didn't look that fucking bad, but <laughs> like it was pretty bad. And so like, I, I, I feel support- like everyone's been there at some point. Right. And so like, I, yeah. I was really supportive of this. You go through the phases. And then out of the blue, somebody sends me a screenshot of a comment on this like pause deadlift he did where he like trash talked me. They didn't tag huh. me or anything. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I just commented like throwing shade, something, the pause, something, something. The pause deadlift movement. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Like, that's exactly God. what it was. And I was like, throwing. I got so big out of nowhere. And I was like throwing shade, like blah, blah, blah. So I just like kind of. Ripped him up for a second in my DMs, like, or on my page, like, whatever, let it go. And then I let it go because in our DMs, like, the way he typed, the way he spoke, like. You just seemed a little off. Something seemed a little off. And so um, I, like, apologized and said, like, I felt bad and didn't want to do this anymore. And then he made, like, a comment about my family publicly. Because I have a big family. And he said something like, sloppier than your mom's, like, hashtag 16 kids. Too far. And I was like, what the Fuck, dude! Like that's where we're gonna bring it. That's right. I will say a quick Garrett Fear quote. I remember one of the first times we met. Him. Dude, dude, dude. If it was personal, you probably shouldn't quote it. No, no. no. <laughs> if I said it to well, you, it was in front of Hayden's mom and dad. Uh, dude, I'm a piece of your, shit. You were telling us how many siblings you have, and his parents listened. They said I like to fuck. They like to fuck. I said they like to fuck. They like to fuck because and what they where that comes from is everybody asks: mm. Are they Catholic? Are they Amish? Are they Mormon? Do they not? Not believe in contraception blah 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 I'm like, they like to fuck <laughs> why do people ask <laughs> i do because it's an because it's an it's an anomaly thing i'm i, I fucking, mean it's interesting it's yeah I, I have 16 brothers and sisters it's and interesting so, but i want to go up to you and be like why do your parents have like and so yeah, it's, it's like they have them like i'm not gonna like if you don't know him very well, well and it's, it's always thing, it's though. always the same order of questions and it's like in an environment like this if i was getting like like you said interviewed or something like okay fine but it's always the same order it's how many are there? Catholic, Amish, or Mormon? Not religious. Uh, you you so, might have brought this on yourself a bit, though. You are forthcoming with the number of siblings that you have. That's, that's it. I comes talk, out a lot, right? Because yeah. it's like I can't, I can't sit quietly. So it's like if I'm in, <laughs> if I'm in a group of people and nobody, it's like quiet. You're just like I have 15 brothers and, well, and nobody's. <laughs> no, literally, it's the easiest thing to, for me to talk about. True, it's, it's, a, conversation it's, starter. It's, it's a very easy conversation starter. It instantly uh, allows for some interest, like, and so it's like. I can't sit in a room where everybody's quiet. I've never had quiet in my life. Yeah. I sh- I didn't have my own bed till I was 19. Like I shared a bed my whole life. Like, wow. like, like I've never been quiet. So I'm sitting in a room with people and we're just. So I have a pretty big family. <laughs> um, like we have to talk about something. I'm not going to look at your shirt and be like, nice shirt. Like I'm going to make sure. Unless you're allows- a hybrid shirt. It- exactly awesome shirts <laughs> that it allows for like some sort of ex- extended conversation so like for the 30 minutes i'm sitting next to you on this fucking bus i don't have to sit here in silence okay see i'm like, a silent, if it takes, i'm a silent person and if it takes me talking about me fine fuck it 
I don't care. I need to talk. That's all it is. Fair. Al, you're still looking up the, the rules? Oh, I found it. I found it. So, uh, if anyone knows Garrett, he is very proud of his stature in the USPA, being a USPA judge. <laughs> he likes to use that. I don't know who said that. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck said that. It just kind of went Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Okay, so... Were you right or were we are, both right? What are your right? opinions on it, Garrett Fear, as far as when a lifter bombs out in the squat? When a lifter bombs out in the squat, it's like it's optional for the lifter. No. The, the only time I feel like they wouldn't be able to is at a nationally or internationally sanctioned event. Rule book 5.1.15. At the RPM? meet director's discretion, mm. a lifter that has been eliminated Ooh. from the competition for failing and achieve a total in one of the lifts may be allowed to complete the meet. Alex was right. You know what? He's a Rule big, book he's, also changes every fucking January you know and every July. And he's on top of it Ugh. so much. I'm not even active that. in well, the USPA. See, I'm, I'm not active in the USPA What's so funny but is... But you love rules. I, 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 rule I used to be... I used to be in like the past six... Six months, years when I kind of stopped refing as much. I haven't so. refed in over a year. <sighs> well, you, just you know, you're just better about that that specific thing than me. Okay. Like, I don't check the rule books, I guess, so much anymore. I just remember you're the whole thing of, of what I read. Thanks, hey. You're annoyingly on top of it, <laughs> Alex. You would have been a great student. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. If you weren't fucking blasting Zants, no. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so. Are we gonna do a Florida man? Yeah. Oh, well, wait, Ooh, so. Florida man's so, are awesome. Isn't that like a media law? You want to talk about any <laughs> goals for this thing. meet? Anything you think you might want to do? Any goals? Oh yeah, what's your? Yeah, I'm interested in that you too. Ha- you have the all-time talk, record. Talk. Is this it's okay. So this isn't gonna get posted until <laughs> so after the meet, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Hey, this isn't getting posted till after the meet. I feel like that might make him be more careful. Two forty-two, not going to. Ah, yeah. This me, I'm doing 242. I'm going to do 220 at some point. You are? How? How the fuck? I'm not that happy. You were a giant human. I mean, eh. I I was walking around this prep like 255. And you can, to go 220, I got to be like 240. But I I think that's bigger than even like, that's what Dan used to walk around at when he'd cut to 220, right? He'd do some huge. Dan was like two fifty five. He's like Dan would be heavier. He would die down to like two fifty. I love the, I love the, I love the So for me, like 255 is like heavy for me. Sure. Whereas I can easily walk around like 240. So for me to go 220, I'd have to be like 240. That's insane. I mean, I've done I've done 248 to 220, but I would rather not. <laughs> how was that? How, like, how was death? How was that? It was pretty fun. What meet was that? That was LA Fitness like four years ago. So that was wow. like your first big US. You never I've never seen that was him the first time I broke big cuts. That was the first time I broke a world record at yeah. 220. And it was that was what, 248 you cut from 248 to 220. Yeah, that's, that's so big. stupid. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> stupid then, in a good way. Meet, I mean, what you did was stupid, too. But the, the highest level, meet, it's all stupid. The next meet was boss of bosses. And I went like 242 to 220. So it wasn't as bad. And then record breakers, I went 237 to 220. And it was like, yeah. so like 240 is like so when you get right into that, like that 20 pound, like 10. Yeah, because what it is, because usually with with water loading and using like magnesium citrate, I can usually lose like at least 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. So then I, then I only have to sweat like under 10. Sweating under 10 pounds is good. Yeah, it's easy. Over 10 is like really hard. For me, it's like six, like right right at about six. Like once I'm over six pounds to sweat, it's it's brutal. But you're so lean. Over that's six, why. I'm, yeah, I'm super, I'm super lean. But I also like putting on weight is like, I'm still move so much. I'm still so my non-exercise energy expenditure is still so oh, through the sure. roof. Twitching and I, can't, I don't stop moving. Moving around all the so time. Sweating over like once I sweat six pounds out is when it gets really hard. So then the next four I can do it. It just really sucks. But then more than that is like miserable. 
Like that's when like I might pass out. Like I passed out once and like hit my head. I almost <laughs> hit the the last me. I almost hit that miserable point. I haven't I haven't had that yet. So like so I didn't cut for a long time. I did like two cuts that were decent, and then I was like, I never want to cut again. And then I got better, and I was like, okay, now I kind of want to cut. Started yeah. doing it. Like for tribute last year, I was only two forty two. Like I could have went two twenty, mm-hmm. and I was gonna, and then I was like, eh, like because I didn't have the two forty two total yet, and I already had the two twenty. So I was like, eighteen or nineteen tribute. 19. 19. Yeah. I didn't have to cut at all. That, that 19. You just walked into that one? Yeah. I think I ended up cutting like three pounds. Which is, that's not really. It's literally a shit and don't like I definitely, the night before. Like I could have went 220 if I wanted to. And I was just like, that would have been, let me try to get the 240. That would have been silly. (laughs) It would have been more competitive, Mm. I guess, between. No, two twenties wasn't. What was Hacks Wilkes? He was. Hacks No, it was like 608. That meat was like 608. One or six oh six. It was one of those two. Yeah, so I wouldn't have gotten that anyway. So it was like why then I, I wanted to get the two forty two total. Hack. So might as well. Hack is on is on a route on a route to be like go. Mm-hmm. Okay, like yeah, and, and as of like modern power lifters and who's the best right now, like hack is completely untouchable in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, I think that it's sort of like comparing uh like Jordan and uh Kobe or, or, LeBron, or LeBron. More so LeBron. Yeah, it's like they're just completely generate different generations and the style and like so many things have changed that it's just like let Ed have the goat of that time. Like and maybe that this and every other sport is like for the most part like that. Like yeah. like like basketball, like there's always two that comes to mind. Like but like football, like it's always like football's a weird one anyway in general because of the different positions but like it's always like of this time like like you think of yeah. you think of like like the early 2000s like you're or i mean still through now actually like you're gonna say tom brady but yeah that's just he's a fucking freak he's yeah. such See, he's an average compare, freak. though you say hack but you think hack is close to yuri the problem i have with yuri is yuri like especially his last two meets like they're like this squat like squats have been consistently higher and then like he's he yeah. like he's no, like he gets gifts he gets get like he, he always get, get gifts, gifts. He, definitely gets, he, he gets gifts, gifts on every, all three lifts too he gets gifts on his Not down commands lifts, he gets he gets gifts on his down commands like the, the second there's any snap he gets a down command especially any uh like russia wipf meet he gets up down because he's i mean he gets whole, gifts but you still know he's strong i don't know it's hard for me to say hack is better than Yuri. And the reason not, it's not hard for me is because it's also it's only like, one weight class apart. But the sleeve, the sleeve to wrap difference. The sleeve. My problem with Yuri is he won't do sleeves. Yeah, and that's, I would that's love to I'm go saying. head to head with him. In that's space. what I'm saying. Is like the sleeve to wrap difference is like is where that like we how can we even compare those in it's general? Very hard. I think people don't realize how much people get out of it's, wraps, and it is, and it's also not like you just throw on wraps and you get this out of it. Like there's no, there's it's so, totally different. There's squad. so much to it. Yeah, and so that's the other part is like if we took Yuri out of wraps, could he even? Like how long would it take for him to like to get to his top level in sleeves? Like so how long there'd would be a learning. Curve? I mean, so part of, part of what goes into is there being, a learning curve with part of what goes into being deemed the best is your competitiveness not across multiple weight classes, like your your dominance across multiple weight classes, and uh, sleeved on sleeved, right? Or and, sorry, and also how and, and how long how you can long sustain you've been dominant that. for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how long you can sustain that? I agree. I completely. Agree. So what did, what did Ed have? Like seventy something. All time world records, like a ridiculous. It's a, it's it's a. He went from like one eighty one, but he would also and just took all of the records. He, he, but he also bigger. like would take multi ply records at times and single ply records at times. That's crazy. True. And he would well, go. There, there wasn't raw, so it was there, all but there wasn't raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like by the end of it, there was raw. 
I believe, well, he deadlifted, early 2000s. He benched and deadlifted raw. Always, always benched and deadlifted raw. And then he would squat in the power suits and ace bandages. <laughs> ace bandages. That's what those fucking things are, man. Those old knee wraps, man. They literally are borderline ace bandages. Power suits might like eat even it out though but the power suits like and this is the truth about it is like the power suits dead have you ever worn power pants no so power I put pants, a single ply suit on once but it was like it's a like a step one. below that like so there's like single ply briefs and single ply suits and then there's like power pants and it's like a step above like a titan or inzer singlet but like a step below single ply that's what those old power suits were like oh, okay and that's like the it's only way to crazy put it. but like you learn, well, for him, though, you learn how to use it. You learn how to use it. Different for different. People. You get tired. Someone enough. like Ed who goes down slow, has very strong hips. It's gonna help him, especially when you're when you're posterior chain dominated, you know, and you're in a suit like that, and you can use a suit like that. You can push back into the suit like that. So it's like even if it didn't do as much as what single ply does now, it did more than what raw does. And, sure. so, and that's yeah. like always the thing. But even then, with Ed, like, there's just no denying how his. <laughs> How amazing yeah. he was. And that might also just be another argument to add towards him just being the goat of that time. And yeah. Not, not he was definitely the goat of that time. Goat of that time. That's yeah. easily said. I, I, see, the way I look at it is like, like Ed is like the kind of the goat. And like, see, for me, like I look at Dan Green as like the icon type mm-hmm. thing. Like, like, like sports also have like, like major icons through the generations. And for me, like Dan Green is always the first thing. He, that comes he's to the mind. guy that caught my attention and turned me on to powerlifting. Me too. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, well, my brother, but like he was the first powerlifter I knew. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was ignorant to what an actual powerlifter looked like. You know, I, I, w- I thought it was just a bunch of fat dudes. Fat guys. Then you see you this know? super Jack, super aesthetic. Who looks like a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, I, I read boring Steffi here. She's on Instagram. Well, when I read about, I read about Dan Green for the first time in a in a men's health and fitness magazine. He was ranked like, oh yeah, the okay, ninth or eleventh, like healthiest or fittest man fittest. on the planet. It was yeah, something I specific. That. I feel like but that wasn't that long ago. I think I think that one was like 2013, years, right? 2014 oh, really? and that's when I just got. And so I had, yeah, I was still in like high school. <laughs> I was still in high school. Damn, so, so young, yeah, so young. <laughs> Youngest so man old. alive. Fetus. <laughs> Fetus. It's always because my... The youngest person you'll ever know. Yeah. Well, and it's always like the people who I'm always hanging around with and like like my... <laughs> the people who I do business with, the people who are my friends, they're always in... Like they're always ten, at least 10 years older than me. Like seven to 10 years older than me all the time. I'm always the youngest in the group. Yeah, See, when I was your age, it sounds like a... <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age, um, I didn't even I didn't even start deadlifting until I was twenty five. I started de- like deadlifting was the first thing. I, I didn't did. know like what squat depth was. My first deadlift was like three hundred fifty. I was like 16, 15, 16. I deadlift for three hundred fifty pounds. Squatted three fifteen, and I failed a sixty five pound bench press. Sixty five. I benched four hundred before I deadlifted four hundred. I hate people like you. <laughs> See, I hate like I was never in, like like inclined in strength. I was like agile quick and like i was fast and i could climb fast no, i could jump high. I was a sprinter, was a sprinter. I ran, ran, that probably helps you with deadlift because deadlift is such like if chase, <laughs> like, chase other way around chase yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 a conventional deadlift is kind of similar well, like if you're a wiry person though i feel like deadlift is is natural to you it's almost. so much dude and deadlift is natural for me off the bat even though i did it so wrong squat's my favorite lift but like deadlift was just so natural for about sumo or conventional. It just felt like, okay, like I can kind of like just do this and like I can do it. I can just pick it up and I can go. So it's for like, I, yeah. Yeah. It's very deadlift. easy when you're like, when you got all the <laughs> length, deadlifts. you look like you hate deadlifts. <laughs> when you deadlift, you look like you hate deadlifts. I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when you do anything, you look like you hate it. Because mm, like, people I like squats. really well, not as your your face looks like you're just like thinking about other stuff. No, no, it doesn't. Because people talk about <laughs> okay. my squat face and they send me his because he he looks like he's in, he looks like he's in pain. His whole God face breaks, compresses. Man. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm thinking Gotta about a, I'm thinking about a million different things, holding this tension. Like this is just what happens with my face. Damn, I got to see with me the entire squat. I feel like I'm thinking about like I have to hold that tension through the bottom. And because it, that little bit of let up you, if you let out at all, that's the difference. I just between. had this like same, like almost what you said verbatim, the same conversation about like squat specifically is that movement where like, you know, you just kind of get to the bottom and hold the tension through and push. Like you, just, you'll just finish just it. the range of <laughs> how much different your squat can be depending upon how well you can hold that tension yeah. is very different. And how well you can handle the pressure, like, like composure and lifting is so much more important than people think it is especially yeah. the squat like okay, when i'm yeah, coaching I'm people this. are you done <laughs> yes <laughs> for real again you gotta well, start- what were you gonna say Nothing. I'm good. Nothing now, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. This was Hybrid Unlimited. Okay. So. Florida man's story of 2020. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay, this is our first one for this year. Hell, yeah. You ready? Let's do it. 28-year-old Galvin Lee sorry, is behind <laughs> bars after he crashed his vehicle into a bar just so he could steal a Dr. Pepper. Okay. A Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Was what it, do you think it, would make someone crash into is he on drugs does it say anything it, that's else a, that's, that's my next say. question that's the whole article <laughs> that's it that's all it says this kid was on fucking dmt driving a <laughs> civic at 1 30 in the morning <laughs> i guess this is what was happening he was in like the, the inland of florida where the only thing to do is like drugs and go out towards the coast that's what happened he wanted that doctor sure. it's probably something else. oh my it's probably God. like look at this one. Look at for someone one. okay okay florida man threatens to kill neighbors with kindness but actually kill them Oh, like you said, I'm going to kill you with kindness. I'm going to kill you. Wink. <laughs> no. he, he, he has like a gun. Yeah. Like kindness. It's called kindness. Is a knife to their throat. Are you ready? Acts of kindness are usually sweet, but not this one. A Florida man was arrested for aggravated battery and aggravated assault after threatening to kill two neighbors with kindness. Milton, resident 30-year-old Brian Stewart, wasn't referring to a traditional act of love. He meant a machete-style knife that he called kindness. <laughs> oh, so go. this dude that was bang on. This dude, I can <laughs> tell you, he's got a patchy beard, long black hair. It's pretty greasy. He's probably got glasses. No, am I not? So close? He's got a patchy he beard. Loved, okay, I, you're pretty close. I'm close. He's no greasy, glasses. He's smelly. He wears trench coats. He looks kind of like Yuba with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I really hope she complimented not. your body, not your face, homie. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew it was fucked. Been broken. Dude, the second half of this podcast, I've been just having a crazy panic attack. Why? The gym Why? is just falling apart. The I gym is for, falling apart? I for five minutes. Brandon can't do anything What's right. Friday? Sorry, Brandon. The meet is tomorrow, man. Oh, yeah. Everything is happening. Like this is called, I told you this. This is called Hybrid Unlimited Relaxed okay Fit. Oh, so, you, so you had Wayne's this morning? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, that's why yeah, he's looking so official i bumped those i bumped those kids through man yeah wayans went real fast it was yes nice. yeah that's nice when that, that happens nice. you have a lot of like naked way well, can we get the, <laughs> a lot of scale? naked way you see any penises hmm? what you see any penises no but i it's day one it, that, i that's, literally that's, that's it's day one nobody's not nobody's serious. yeah they're not no, serious enough. well no and then the ones that are have like a, a literal 500 key total it's so weird yeah it's, it's weird <laughs> my wilts yeah like well, the one kid like should i take off my underwear will i help my wilks <laughs> I guess. You're like, yeah, take it off. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it will help me. I'll tell you this. I'm not going to turn around and I have 2015 vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, nice. All right, let's get this guy back to 
the gym his duties and you need to start cutting i'm cutting did oh, you yeah. see <laughs> sick hey take pictures of how you feeling wait hey, what's, guys, the, wait, what's the most you, yeah i want to hear okay, her okay. cutting so what's the most you've ever cut she you cut one from 132 to 119 134 to 119. 134. 119. Why 119? Extra Welch for the U.S. Open. Ah. All right, here. Here's the thing about that. That makes sense. So I'm like, all right, sick. This is what I'm going to have to do at 119 in order to get X Wilkes, right? Right. And I started predicting what Mariana would do at 132 because that's the way class she competes it. But actually, I calculated 129. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, she might got a few more pounds, you know, to get to get a better Wilkes. So we calculated it. I'm like, right, sick. I'm going to be good at 119. So I stopped my cut. Like obviously I was uncomfortable, but but I could have I could have done more. I for for the win, you'll cut for the whatever win, you have I'll, to. I'll, I would have done more, right? So anyway, I get there, I weigh in, and then after weigh-ins, she posts a picture. She, she's like, surprised. I wanted to give up. Was that the I wanted to give up meet? No. Oh, that wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I wanted to give up. Yeah. I was on the floor. This is I wanted to quit so bad. Pominarayov. I have says a surprise no. for you guys. Now I'm 123. <laughs> I'm like, really? And that, really? that was after Gracie said that there would be no one allowed to switch weight classes. Yeah. One of my athletes wasn't allowed to change. He had to lift as a guest lifter because he didn't make 165. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she almost didn't let him lift it all. Then she so that happened to me lifter. at US Open the year before. Hmm. I weighed in at 220.5 so I could still technically be in the 242s. Right. Right. I mean, oh, I bombed, so it didn't matter. She wouldn't let you go to 220. Regardless of no, that. No, no, I didn't even she's ask saying, because of the rule. She's, she's right. saying because of the rule, I just laid, didn't even He try. bottomed out 242 is what he's saying on sure. purpose. Well, because he right. didn't try to change because there was a rule and everyone right. knew yeah. the rule, Yeah, right? right? Because they specifically said it ahead of time. Right. Like, you cannot. Right. Like, right. All right. That. I would have liked, I would have just liked to know ahead yeah. of time. I would have liked to know so because weight cuts are part of the strategy. Right. Right. When well, you're, and when dude, you're, you're already at 119. Well, if, if you knew you could have cut, we probably would have cut to 114. The other half of it is like, what you signed up at 123. I signed up at 123. And she signed up at 132. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if that, like, that change isn't made before registration is closed, like, that, that's, that's how you know, that's they the end specifically of it. said, too. Like, I think like yeah. a month out, they were yeah, like, no. we have to know weight class. Like, but that, don't you think out of courtesy, I, what I think is out of courtesy, you should, you should have been notified. Out. For example, if, well, they shouldn't have allowed. Well, no, that's that's Rossiger, why they did it because they knew you wouldn't know. But yeah, that's the part that's that the I problem. think is wrong. It was, it was yeah. underground strategy. That's what that's what I have the issue with. Guerrilla if, warfare. If Jerry, if Jerry, if Jen Rotzinger, <laughs> if Jen Rotzinger was competing at this meet, mm-hmm. I would have let her know that I was planning on cutting to one fourteen. Yeah, I would have told her yeah. so she can just yeah, have a heads do up. You, but you don't have a rule in this meet that you can't do that. No, US I, I, I registered no, no, no. as a 114. She registered for the U.S. Course. Open specifically. They, they said a, you could not. Yeah. You could not change, and they let the and they let the. So they absolutely should good. not have allowed her to. Exactly. Classes. No, yeah. and 150 uh, percent. And because, well, especially in a in a in a meet where Wilkes is how you win, like that meet is all about Wilkes. But when these lifters are that, your bread and butter, like they don't have the rules, they don't have the same rules. When yeah. these lifters are like your no, dude. but everyone at the meet is good. It's not like right. yeah. She's no different than anyone else. Like, oh, but she, but, but I mean, she, but that's exactly what, what they're saying. She, she lifts out of that gym. She lifts well, out of that gym. She's known at that gym. I don't think. I would bet it was. You should not, be. I would bet that. money. It was nothing nefarious. <laughs> I would bet money there was nothing nefarious. It was just more of like a casual let it happen type thing. Sure. Didn't but think it was a big deal, but but like that's where like the, no, but the, that would have stood out as a big deal to me because that would have specifically I mean, were saying well, like you cannot switch weight. And that's what dude, also you have to from do in my pers- from my perspective, not that money is everything, but there is a ton of money involved. There was that the twenty grand for first place, mm-hmm. and then I also get paid by my sponsors every time I break world records. 
So it's like you not only took the 20 grand from from uh, the the meat money, but also the opportunity for me to break records because I I wasn't expecting you to be at that weight class. Yeah. For squat in total. Yeah. In no yeah. other competition. This is like the type of stuff that irritates yeah. me along with like squat up things. It's like, no, like you have to hit depth. There are like, rules no, like, in place. Yeah, like that's the rules. For a reason. Just go with the <laughs> rules and everyone's good. Yeah. And that yeah. was like, I mean, that was like one of the recent things that I had with one of those kids who I fucking called out for depth. It's like, everyone's got a different opinion of depth. And I'm like, what? No. Not, well, but the no. rule doesn't. Like read the <laughs> rule book. Even the rule book that gave you that squat doesn't have the, the standard that you did. Like yeah. it is beyond that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mind boggling. How, how little people care sometimes yeah for how much they care <laughs> yeah right? you know you care this much about the total but you'll do like i get it you'll do whatever you can to get there but like that far yeah, yeah. no don't be sketchy that's 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 what it comes down to okay you guys oh, thank you for listening and uh catch you guys next week thank you for being in the podcast oh wait hold on, hold on. before we go oh. where can they find you um what do, what do, what do, what do you got to sell <laughs> instagram at oak strong Clothing stuff, barbell commission, apparel.com. You got cool shorts. Lots of people wearing those shorts. I see them everywhere. Those barbell they commission shorts. I stretch very well. I love them, but like I get squat dick. So it's like. <laughs> well, some people like that. You're getting messages about it. Hey, they're not for everyone, but the people they are for, barbell commission, apparel.com. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Garrett B on Instagram. My OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. That is <laughs> and it. check out your gym. Yeah, check out my gym. Indie City Barbell. At Indie City Barbell is our Instagram page. Uh, you got ghost stuff there. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Ghost is like just very obviously the way to go. They're awesome, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Amazing. And like if I have any mild problem in any capacity, I just tell him. He's like, all right, you know, we're going to put this in, in the next like design layout. Like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And they actually do it, and which is the cool thing. And they actually do it. So we have a custom combo, obviously the heavier duty one. And then just a, a bench too, yeah. Yeah, custom incline right now. That's what oh, I've got cool. right now. So we're nice. yeah, we're we're expanding that very very soon. We I just I, I outfitted a little bit more of our Olympic stuff. Got those new Rogue Fleck plates. You seen those? No. Uh, is that what was in your story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those there's, are, those, those are cool. at any other gym. Like I wanted like the kilo colored discs, like of course, and I was gonna get those, but but just no other gyms have those. No, those are cool. Yeah, I like those. Branding has been the most important part of all of it. So just keep doing something different, and we've got it. So awesome. yeah, Indie City Barbell on Instagram. At awesome. Garrett Fear on Instagram. At Alex Schieslar, catch me slamming my head into a concrete wall all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all right. a wrap. That's Bye. a wrap.